Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. People talk about how maybe our reality isn't true. Maybe we're being controlled and we just don't know it. Well, today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that we're living in the end times. The written prophecies are happening in real time. Be skeptical and stand firm in your beliefs because it's only downhill until we leave this world. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on November 28, 2021. For today's update, I want to talk with you about this last ruling empire of man on earth at the time that Jesus returns to set up His kingdom and reigns forever and ever. And if you're willing to hear me out, what I'm going to do, or at least attempt to do today, is argue the case that specific details in Bible prophecy describe that which is even now being set up in real time, and at breakneck speed as we speak. Now, in order to do that, I need to draw your attention to one of the most fascinating prophecies in the Bible, and it's found in the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 2. If you'll allow me to, I'll give you a quick backstory. It's going to be germane to our understanding of how we got to where we are today in the world. And it comes by way of this, for lack of a better way of saying it, beautiful, wonderful marriage between Bible history and Bible prophecy. Now it's important to understand at the time that this prophecy is given in Daniel 2, it was yet future. But then when you fast forward to the book of Revelation, as we'll see, you look back on this prophecy in Daniel 2. It's no longer prophecy, now it's Bible history. It came to pass exactly as God's Word said it would, except for the last kingdom. That hasn't happened yet, but I truly believe it's about to happen. So here's what's going on. Daniel is in Babylon in the second year of King Nebuchadnezzar's reign, when the king has this prophetic dream that keeps him up all night, and he commands the magicians, the astrologers, and all his sorcerers to not just interpret his dream, but to do so without first even knowing his dream. Because if you think about it, 
you know, if he said, this is what I dream, now interpret it. Oh, well, of course, I know the, no, I want you to interpret the dream, but I'm not going to tell you what the dream was. That way I know that you know, if you know what the dream was. Kind of smart, actually, right? So, what's their response? Well, they began pleading with the king to tell them the dream so they can interpret it. And it's really interesting what they say in their defense. There is no man on earth that can do what you're asking us to do. That's correct. It won't be any man, only God, as we're about to see. So what's Nebuchadnezzar's response? Well, he becomes infuriated, and then he sends out this decree to start killing them. (laughs) Maybe a little bit disproportionate, but Daniel is informed about this. So Daniel wisely asks that the king give him some time to, the text says, seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this dream that he had. And that's exactly what he does. And when he does, God, as he's always so faithful to, reveals to Daniel in what we're told is a night vision, both the king's dream and, more importantly, the interpretation of the king's dream. So Daniel is then quickly brought before the king. And first, and this is really important, he gives God all the glory before he even begins telling the king what his dream was and what the interpretation is. So he describes this dream. And he says, you have this dream of this image with a head of gold, chest and arms of silver, belly and thighs of bronze, legs of iron, and finally feet of ten toes mixed with iron and clay. Then, that's the dream. Now Daniel's going to interpret the dream. And he says, to King Nebuchadnezzar. This is a prophecy, yet future. And the head of gold is actually you. As the king of Babylon, it represents the rule, the kingdom of Babylon. And then after your kingdom, in fact, we're going to resume our study in Isaiah. We're learning about this, the prophet Isaiah, some 200 years before, by name, names Cyrus who will destroy Babylon. And Cyrus is the second kingdom of the Medes and Persians, which will rule after Babylon, and they're represented by the silver arms and chest. Then the third kingdom. We know this from history. Doubtless you've heard of Alexander the Great. You know, the guy that was so depressed, broke down and cried because there were no more kingdoms to conquer. Well, he's the ruler of the Grecian Empire and is represented by the brass belly and thighs. Okay, after Greece comes the Roman Empire, and they would rule as represented by the legs of iron, which brings us to the present day and this final kingdom. However, this kingdom is like no other. 
And this, for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that the feet and the ten toes on those feet are iron mixed with clay. It will be this final kingdom that will come crashing down with all of the other kingdoms with it prior to it, when the rock, and I capitalize the word rock, spoiler alert, that's Jesus, not made with human hands, comes when this final kingdom is ruling, and it crushes it once and for all. Oh, can't wait. Coming soon to a kingdom near you. (laughs) Would you join me in Daniel chapter 2? I want to begin reading in verse 41. Daniel is saying to the king, whereas you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. Yet the strength of the iron shall be in it, just as you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. And verse 42, as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. Uh, Let me just parenthetically insert here. Notice the going from gold as the head to the weakness of just clay mixed with iron. Isn't that indicative of the rule of man become so weak over time? Verse 43, and I want to draw your attention to this verse. We're going to come back to it here in a moment. As you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they, key word, will mingle with the seed of men. Who's they? We don't know. Well, here's what we do know. They cannot be men, because if they were men, they would not need to mingle with the seed of men. They're already men. So the they have to be something other than human. Let's move on. We're going to come back to this. They will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. Inasmuch as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it broke in pieces the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this. And then he says this, and I love this, the dream is certain, and its interpretation is sure. Translated, 
you can take that to the bank. Actually, don't take it to the bank. (laughs) It's going to come to pass exactly as God said it would, and it did exactly as God said it would, yet future. Every single one of these kingdoms came to pass exactly as this dream had described and Daniel had interpreted. Actually, this prophecy in Daniel 2 is one of four prophecies in Scripture as it relates to this final kingdom. It's described in different ways, same prophecy. We find that again in Daniel 7 as well. Also, it comports with the book of Revelation, namely chapter 13 and chapter 17, all of which describe this final ruling kingdom divided geopolitically into ten regions and ruled by ten kings, as represented by the ten toes and in Revelation the ten horns. And these ten kings will rule over ten regions, or if you prefer, ten global sectors. I'm using that word for a reason. We'll talk about that more in a moment. Ten global sectors. These ten toes, ten horns, are ten sectors or regions that are ruled by these ten kings, all of whom are under the control of the Antichrist. All ten of these kings, all ten of these regions, all ten of these sectors are under the control of the Antichrist. It's for this reason that many have concluded that the Antichrist will come out of a revived Roman Empire by virtue of the aforementioned iron legs in Daniel chapter 2, and that very well could be. Enter this global crisis, which I truly believe has not only brought this prophecy to the forefront, but is setting the stage for this very last ruling empire of man. And that's what I want to expound on for the remainder of our time together today. I want for us to focus in on the prophetic significance of the feet and the ten toes. I want to begin with what some have suggested as a possible interpretation of the iron mixed with clay being that of transhumanism. Back on April 4th, we did an update titled, Coming to a Head, probably should have been titled, Coming to the Feet, (laughs) with this Daniel 2 prophecy. In it, we looked at the role of AI, artificial intelligence, in a vaccination verification bio-ID by way of blockchain technology under the banner of a social credit score system via the Great Reset. The World Economic Forum founder Klaus Schwab and his Great Reset 
is what he dubs the fourth industrial revolution. Back in May of 2019, Klaus Schwab explained what the fourth industrial revolution is in a YouTube video posted by the Chicago Council on Global Affairs. And here's what he said, and I quote, what the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. A fusion. More recently, on October 31st, we did an update as it relates to the future of humans vis-a-vis the hacking of humans. And in it, we quoted the transcript of a YouTube video from none other than the World Economic Forum titled, Will the Future Be Human? by Yuval Noah Harari from Israel. Now, this is probably as good of a time as any, and maybe I should have said it earlier. Please know, and please listen to me, I am absolutely not dogmatic about this being the interpretation of Daniel's prophecy concerning the iron mixed with clay. However, and please hear me out on this, I think we would all do well to leave every possible interpretation on the table of Bible prophecy, especially with what's now happening and how quickly it's all happening. Would you agree? I'm not dogmatic about it, but I think it's worthy of us taking note of what is happening right now concerning what again Klaus Schwab calls the merging, mixing, fusing of man with machine. Dare I say, iron with clay? Truth be made known, this has all been planned for many, many years. We've talked about this. It's evidenced by this Time magazine cover from back in February of 2011, so 10 years ago. The cover photo is titled 2045, the year man becomes immortal. And notice how it's illustrated with a man being merged with a machine, iron and clay. By the way, this is important too. That's what they actually believe because they've been deceived. This is the lie in the garden. It's just been repackaged. You can be God. You can live forever. You can be immortal. Uh, That's why God does not want you to eat from this tree, because He knows that in the day that you do, you'll become like Him. He's holding out on you. What if I told you that these people, and I want to be careful when I say these people, (laughs) but those who are the proponents of this, the perpetrators better said of this, actually believe that they can live forever. And they also believe, particularly 
this Klaus Schwab, that over the billions of years of evolution, we are going to make a quantum leap in this fourth industrial revolution because of the technology. And so over billions of years, we don't need billions of years. We already have the technology to make this quantum leap to become immortal. They truly believe that they will, and even now are already gods, and will live forever. They believe that. Fast forward from 2011, six years to April 2017, and this National Geographic cover with the title, The Next Human. This was four years ago. It's subtitled, Taking Evolution into our own hands. And what's interesting is, notice at the top, this mention of the climate. Seven climate facts you need to know now. What? How did we get from the next human to the climate? Oh, so glad you asked. It's all tied together. What do you mean? Oh, this it's all part of the plan of man and the final ruling empire and kingdom of man. They've had this plant and they introduced what they needed to introduce by way of a crisis. Then they controlled the reaction, and then just in the nick of time, they bring about the solution and save the day. Oh, yay. <laughs> it's textbook Hegelian dialectic. Problem, reaction, solution. You'll forgive me for saying it again, but I'm going to keep saying it because it's true. This so-called vaccine, <laughs> It was not created for COVID. COVID was created for this so-called vaccine. Because see, the vaccine is the solution, literally. <laughs> and you don't know what's in that solution. We have some ideas. But isn't that interesting? Oh, so I didn't have time. I think it broke Friday night. Uh, I woke up to it on Saturday morning. You've heard about this new variant, right? Omicron? Are you kidding me? Are we in a sci-fi movie? Yes, you are. How about the recent rebranding of Facebook? Metaverse. Do you know what that is? <laughs> I shouldn't have opened up this can. But too late, the worms are out, so let's deal with a couple of these worms, if you don't mind. I would encourage you, I'm going to do it. I already started. I just, again, ran out of time. But I would encourage you to do some research on what this Omicron is. To say it's demonic would be a gross understatement. Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. 
How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store, or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible prophecy updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.